Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. So, let's talk about goaltending for the New Jersey Devils because it's been atrocious the past couple of games. And let's look at the shots on goal differential for the Penguins and the Devils because it is shocking, everybody. We have a lot to discuss in this recap episode. So, buckle up, it's a full length episode. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 10.19 p.m. Eastern Time, April the 22nd, 2021 at the time of this recording. And the New Jersey Devils, well, you guys have probably grown accustomed to me saying this, but they have lost once again. And this time they have lost their eighth straight game. And they dropped game two of three against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember, this is the final time that we're going to be playing the Penguins this season. And unfortunately, they could not make that miraculous comeback like they did in game one. Uh, the score was five to one. And it was ugly. Like, uh, the last game was ugly. But this game, this game right here, not good either. It's just, just uh, unfortunately, like I said, our luck just ran out. And unfortunately, we didn't have Cinderella's magic this time around. But anyway, if you hadn't checked out yesterday's episode, I basically talked about how the Binghamton Devils, our AHL team, is relocating most likely to Utica. So if you had not uh, listened to it yet, give that a listen. And I actually put out a poll on Twitter and I asked for your guys' opinions like uh, do you like the move do you not like it or do you just not care it's still going live so go to Twitter and vote on that and most of you said that you don't really care and you know I can kind of understand because it is an AHL team and it just doesn't have that big effect on us I know I was talking about in the last episode as if it does but I'm just saying like you know we have a lot of young guys so it's just kind of weird that now they're going to have to relocate to essentially a new team because even though it's most likely going to be in the same state just think of it like you know you it's you're basically going to a new team it's a new organization it's a new program so essentially these young guys who are playing the AHL just got traded essentially to Utica but you know that's just something to think about but anyway let's talk more about this game for the New Jersey Devils so there's a lot of factors that we need to discuss obviously we're going to talk about the stats we're going to talk about the storylines I'm going to update you guys on our injured players and I'm also going to give my overall verdict of what went wrong for the New Jersey Devils and it's actually going to be surprising so usually in a game like this if you guys listen to my show religiously I talk more about how the defense let us down but in this case yes the defense did let us down but I think there's a bigger overall issue that we need to discuss that no one is really talking about and that's just our net minding because I've said on this show before I thought we picked up two players who were like diamonds in the rough in terms of our goalie situation however as the season has progressed they are slowly but surely proving that they are just not capable of playing in this many games in this many um, in this many reps so uh, we need Mackenzie Blackwood back 
ASAP, I'm just saying. But anyway, uh, before we talk more about that and overall, you know, give you guys my main analysis, let's look at the Mass Mutual East Division, shall we? So the Capitals are still atop of the East Division at 30, 13, and 4 with 64 points. The Penguins are 30, 14, and 3 with 63 points. So they actually moved past the Islanders. However, the Islanders are right on their tail. They are 29, 13, and 5 with 63 points as well. The Bruins are 27, 12, and 6 with 60 points. The Rangers are 23, 18, and 6 with 52 points. The Flyers are 21, 18, and 7 with 49 points. The Devils are 14, 26, and 6 with 34 points. And the Sabres are 12, 28, and 7 with 31 points. So updating that battle between the Bruins and the Rangers, like I told you guys, it looks like the Bruins have this in the bag, barring anything catastrophic. And obviously, they just won against the Buffalo Sabres by a score of 5-1. to one. How ironic. And also, the Rangers, uh, you know, they lost to the Philadelphia. Philadelphia Flyers by a score of three to two so that does not help them and I think overall uh, even though they haven't officially been eliminated yet I think it's not looking too good for the Rangers I think their numbers are about up in terms of making a deep playoff run but you know what uh, that's a discussion for another time and speaking of playoffs like I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode or not but I believe after their loss against the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, the New Jersey Devils were mathematically eliminated from ever trying to make that miraculous playoff run even though we all knew it wasn't going to happen at that point it was like a one percent chance and certain circumstances would have to go their way I don't even have time to see what the circumstances should have been hypothetically and quite honestly it's irrelevant but the Sabres and the Devils were the first two teams in the NHL to uh, be eliminated from the playoffs so obviously it's going to be back to the drawing board this offseason and I think the main point that the New Jersey Devils need to make is that they need to find a way to stay healthy so I think they need to fire their trainer and just uh, find some alternatives because we are uh, facing way 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 too many injuries right now but on the bright side one of our uh, key players did come back and that was Pavel Zaka so Zaka as you guys know his injury was undisclosed Uh, no one knows what he was going through but uh according to an interview that he did with amanda stein he said that the pain was like you know a lot like it was so much that he couldn't bear it and he had to wait until he could like actually like i guess somewhat manage it or just play through it so whatever he was going through it was uh it was it was that bad to the point where like he couldn't even touch the ring so it's nice to see zaka back and even though ty smith and mackenzie blackwood they were present for a morning skate for the new jersey devils they did not play in this game so there's another factor and also i hinted at it towards the end of the last episode but i talked about uh pk suban and him being on the covid19 protocol And obviously, he posted an Instagram story yesterday after the loss to the Penguins where he was, um, you know, congratulating the guys for a hard-fought battle. Ultimately, you know, we all know what happened. And P.K. Subban said, you know, I won't be on the rink for a while. I forget because, you know, the story is now gone because it's gone after 24 hours. So, uh, you know, ultimately, I do believe that P.K. Subban actually does have COVID. So it might be a good while before we see him. And I don't know what the COVID return to play protocol is, but... Um, you know, I know as an athlete, uh, I'm knowing some of my teammates who had to go through it, you know, they had to get an EKG and then they had to do a seven step return to play just to make sure their hearts were in the right place and that they were good. So, you know, the, the process is not just you test positive for it, you quarantine and then you come back instantly. No, 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 no. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes and I'm providing you guys that information as an athlete myself. So it might be a while before we see PK Subban back on the rank and quite honestly, 
Uh, I, I, I don't know how many games he's going to miss. I'm not going to say that he's going to miss the rest of the season. I'm not uh, interpolating that thought, but... You know, I'm just saying, like, you know, be prepared for the worst. I do believe he has COVID, and like I said, they're not going to reveal uh, the severity of it. So, anyway, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, just the overall impact that some of the New Jersey Devils players have. So, obviously, you know, we, we've lost our offensive punch after the Zajac and Paul Mary trade, and it just seems like we need to find our groove. But, overall, we just can't find it. Like, we weren't going to win that game after period number one. Just no way. Like, we are just the kings of having bad first periods, and I think we can compete with anyone in the league in that regard. So, uh, Sidney Crosby scored the first goal of the game within the first, like, what, minute or so, 50 seconds? If that, so uh, he got his 19th goal of the year, and you just knew the Devils weren't going to win. Now, I do need to give credit when credit is due. So here's the thing. They were able to tie it, and I need to give credit to a few uh, players for making that happen. So Tennyson was able to get a slap shot off and score a goal, and getting the assist was Murray and Bolquist. So Murray got his 11th assist of the year, and Bolquist got his third assist of the year, and Tennyson was able to get his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. So, you know, you, you wouldn't expect Tennyson to uh, be the first one to score for the New Jersey Devils in this game, and if that, you know, be the only one to score, to say the least. So, you know, I, I'll give credit when credit is due, and in that regards, I need to give credit because, you know, Tennyson was able to tie the game, and Twitter in the Devil world was going wild because no one thought that would happen, but... Uh, because, you know, let's face it, like Tennyson and Carrick, uh, you know, been very disappointing this year. Severson, his numbers aren't good as they were last year as well. So, uh, you know, it's been very disappointing for a lot of players on the New Jersey Devils roster. But even then, even though they tied it and I, like I said, I gave credit to those three respective players. And now it's time to, you know, me be a bit of a, be a bit of a hard ass a little bit and critique the team the rest of the way. Because look, guys, we're on an eight game losing streak and this cannot happen so uh, like I said Crosby gets the first goal of the game and then Tennyson is able to tie it up with a slap shot so you know there's that but it, it was just all downhill from there so it was two to one after period number one because remember we gave up a snapshot goal to Cody CC his fourth goal of the year within the final two or so minutes in period number one so it's like we can't start and we can't finish Somehow we compete in the middle because do, do you see where uh, CC and Crosby's goals occurred? So Crosby's goal uh, occurred within the first minute or so of the game. And then CC's goal came within the final two or so minutes of the game. So it's like the New Jersey Devils in period number one. We can't start and we can't finish. So like as soon as the game starts, I'm seeing the New Jersey Devils Twitter page just having a field day saying one to nothing. Not the way we want to start it or one to nothing. Nope. Like if I had a nickel for every time the New Jersey Devils Twitter page uh, started off saying one to nothing, not good or not going our way or we're upset. Like I know they're the messenger and not to shoot the messenger, but I would be filthy stinking rich by now because it is just uh, it's just comical at this point that New Jersey just doesn't know how to start or finish a first period and that's our Achilles heel so that was the first Achilles heel for us in this game which is we just didn't know how to start and we didn't know how to finish and then come period number two it was even worse so we let them score three unanswered goals three 
and then it was five to one and that was the final score so you know it's just very frustrating that the new jersey devils just you know overall we just collapse and you know we we played somewhat decent in period number three like we didn't let up another goal but at the same time it's just like we can't get off to a good start and i think uh part of it yes is the defense part of it is our lackadaisical offense due to us not having those same amount of weapons but uh, at the end of the day, you know, like I, I, I expect more. But like I said, like I said, I, I, I do need to be fair. And, you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. New Jersey is dealing with a lot of injuries and just trying to incorporate people back into the swing of things. And it can be very difficult and it can be really hard to do. But overall, uh, guys, stop blaming Lindy Ruff for these losses. It's not on him. He stays, okay? Like, like that. that's uh, my message to you guys. And that's my wake-up call to you guys. I'm seeing too many people on Twitter saying that Lindy Ruff needs to go he's not a good coach he's not all this he's like uh, all hype and look look I get it Lindy Ruff is old school and I've been on him like myself too but at the same time I am not saying that he should get fired he definitely should not that's all I'm saying. Now, uh, there is one thing that I want to discuss before we do our first live read this morning, and it's the fact that we gave up a shorthanded goal. Like, why can't anything go our way? Like, that was the final nail in the coffin. The game was over right there. We could not go on a miraculous run in period number three. Like, like, oh my God, why, why do we, why is our specialty team so bad? How do we give up a shorthanded goal? How do you do that? How do you do that? Like, what what needs to go right for New Jersey at this point? Like, I just want to see a win that's not against the Buffalo Sabres. I want us to compete, and hopefully I can get that when we face the Flyers. But then again, the Flyers just won 3-2 to two against the Rangers. So, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen. And, the, uh, I don't know. It's just very frustrating that we just cannot compete like what we used to do. And, obviously, I know it's tough. I know things are changing. But... At the same time, I just expect better. I just, you know, I, I it's not like I'm expecting a huge diamond engagement ring but from them. But, you know, I just expect better. But anyway, speaking of uh, diamond engagement rings, it is time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from Blue Nile. So what is Blue Nile, you might be asking? Well, it's a website and they got something that you might like. So this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. Are you still on the fence? Well, this collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. So they won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. There you go. I repeated myself. So that way you have no excuse. Get her that engagement ring guy. She will say yes. I promise you.
So, uh, for segment two, let's talk about net minding for the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> oh, man. So, first, let's start with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I got to give credit when credit is due. Jari did an excellent job. He redeemed himself big time. A lot of people were clowning on him. A lot of people were questioning what the hell he was doing in the first game against the New Jersey Devils. And he buckled down. He answered a call. So he faced 31 shots and he saved 30 of them, giving him a save percentage of 968 in this game. So, uh, yeah, got to give credit when credit is due. Jari really looked that much better. And, uh, you know, he, he made a few great saves for the Penguins. I got to say that. And we're actually going to talk about that because the shot selection for the New Jersey Devils is quite interesting and just something that might frustrate you even more. But uh, first, let's talk about Scott Wedgwood and Aaron Dell. So Aaron Dell obviously got the nod in this game for the New Jersey Devils because, uh, let's face it, so in game one, Scott Wedgwood obviously was the initial starting netminder for the New Jersey Devils. He didn't do too well as he gave up four goals, and then Aaron Dell comes in, he gives up a goal, and then he gives up another goal in period number three, and so overall with Mackenzie Blackwood being out and both Wedgwood and Dell not, you know, performing up to par, at this point, it's pick your poison. So, uh, you know, if I was Lindy Ruff, I think I, he made the right choice by choosing Aaron Dell because out of Scott Wedgwood and Aaron Dell from that previous game, you know, prior to this one, I think I would have rolled with Aaron Dell as well because, you know, he did uh, the, the you know, out of uh, Wedgwood, you know, he did decent, you know, if I'm putting it politely, you know, I'm just lost for words because, you know, I, I don't know a, a better adjective to describe it. But anyway, so Aaron Dell, he started the game, he faced 15 shots, and unfortunately, he let up four goals, giving him a save percentage of 733. And then here comes Scott Wedgwood having to get him out of the game after about 32 minutes. And Scott Wedgwood gives up a goal. Like, it didn't take that much time now, did it? So, you know, talk about bad luck for the New Jersey Devils. So, Scott Wedgwood faced eight shots, and he saved seven of them, giving him a save percentage of 875. And obviously, we don't have a backup backup to go to. So, Scott Wedgwood remained in the game for the final whatever time was left on the board. So, uh, yeah, it's very frustrating. And this is kind of my karma. So, I kind of blame myself because I was hard on Mackenzie Blackwood the last couple of weeks. But it goes to show you guys, if you take Mackenzie Blackwood off the team or off the roster, the New Jersey Devils have struggled. Now, this is so funny because earlier in the year, Scott Wedgwood was actually holding his ground really well. I said that he deserved a bigger role because three of the Devils shutouts uh, this season have occurred. And two of them have come at the hands of Scott Wedgwood. So, you know, that's why I thought he was sort of something special, that he was a diamond in the rough. Obviously, uh, the same can't be said uh, this time around. And it's just so ugly to see because it, it, it's just so frustrating. I guess the New Jersey Devils, since the roster has changed drastically and overall the culture has changed and overall mindset, game strategy has also changed, having to incorporate new players and overall just trying to be adaptable. I think it's caught a, a toll on both Wedgwood and Dell because both of them cannot perform right now. And at this point, like I told you, it's pick your poison and I don't want it to get to that. I would like to argue and say, oh no, Dell should start because he did well in this particular game. No, Wedgwood should start because he did 
did well in this particular game. Now, obviously, I'm going to give more leeway to Wedgwood just based on what he was able to do, you know, throughout uh, the main course of the season. But obviously, it's been a struggle for him. And we need Wedgwood uh, to just step up. And we need Blackwood back ASAP. Like, so like I told you guys, Blackwood was on the rink for morning skate prior to the game. However, the New Jersey Devils still ruled him out. So, you know, that was the main concern. And just goaltending was awful for the New Jersey Devils. So I actually need to share you guys an interesting fact. This is actually an interesting tweet that I saw in terms of shot selection for uh, the New Jersey Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So if you look at Chris Ryan's tweet and he shows you uh, the scoring chances for the New Jersey Devils, look at the red dots and look how you know many of them are like on the doorstep, like near the crease area. And yet they only were able to muster up one goal and it was a slap shot. And for the Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, they had a few shots, you know, close to Wedgwood and Ordell. But at the same time, most of them came from like the point area or the face-off circle or the slot area. Like, you know, nothing like too deep and nothing too like concerning. But at, at the same time, yet the Penguins were able to blow out the Devils by a score of 5-1. to one, And I will actually put the, the link to the tweet in the description so you guys can see it for yourself. But it goes to show you guys, like, the net mining in this game was terrible. Yes, the defense is, you know, not what it was once was or ever was, like, you know, earlier this season when we were respectable. But now it's just like, you know, I, I, got, I can't just blame the defense for this game. I have to blame the net mining because there's no way we should be going to a backup in back-to-back -back games. The, the, that shouldn't be happening. And yet, somehow, someway, it, it happens. And like I told you guys, look at the amount of shots that uh, came for the New Jersey Devils near Jari and yet we were only able to muster up one goal like I told you guys and then you compare it with the Pittsburgh Penguins and it's all over the place like it's spread out and you know just, like guys like I don't know what else to tell you but you know the specialty teams and the goaltending just destroyed the Devils this season I don't know um you know what needs to be fixed over the summer but hopefully uh they'll be in good shape for next year that's all I can say but you know, like I said, hats off to Jari for stepping up and redeeming himself big time and just saying, like, you know, I'm your starting netminder for a reason. I would expect DeSmith to get the start in the third and final game uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey Devils uh, because, you know, uh, don't the Penguins have to play face the Bruins? So, you know, they probably want Jari to, to face them. So I, I think DeSmith will uh, give Jari a rest. And for the Devils, I think, um, you know, based on the trend, if Mackenzie Blackwood is not back by the third and final game, then I fully expect uh, maybe Wedgwood to get the start because at this point I see the trend that Lindy Ruff is trying to do, which is, you know, pick the netminder who did the least poor performance. So Aaron Dell just didn't do well and Scott Wedgwood didn't do well. But overall, like, let me tell you guys their overall season statistics before we go into our uh, second and third live read. So Scott Wedgwood has played in 14 games. He has a record of 3-6-3 and and a goals against average of 3.04 and a save percentage of 899. Yeah, not good. And now let's look at Mr. Aaron Dell. Yikes, it's even worse. Seven games played. Uh, overall record is 1-5-0 with a goals against average of 4.14 and a save percentage of 857. And that was Corey Crawford's replacement. That was our consolation prize? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, man. It, it, I remember when I said that Aaron Dell was a diamond in the rough. 
and that the New Jersey Devils were lucky to have him because, like I said, like last season, he did somewhat respectable because uh, his record was uh, 12 and 15, and he had a goals against average of 3.01. I think it's time to go into the second and third live read, don't you think? Because I'm about to have a meltdown. So uh, the second live read this morning actually comes from rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for pros, mechanics, and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto park consumers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now the third live read comes from betonline.ag so betonline if you are a person who likes to take a risk and you like to get gamble on your favorite sports teams, you need to go to betonline.ag, which is the best betting online website in the entire market. You can bet on your favorite NHL, MLB, NFL, whatever the case might be, whatever sport you like, you can do so at betonline.ag. And if you're not much of a sports person, they also have stuff for reality shows. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. Remember to gamble responsibly, and they also have an offer for you. So create a free account and use the promo code Locked On, and you will get a 50% welcome bonus. Also, check out our friends at Locked On Bets, and they give you guys all the updates and their overall opinions on certain big games and matchups, and they are awesome. Again, go to Locked On Bets to see what their opinions and predictions are, and remember to use that promo code Locked On to get your 50% welcome bonus. So, bet online, get in it, and get in the action, everybody. So, let's continue with this conversation, shall we, with the short amount of time that I have left with you guys. So, uh, let's compare some stats for the New Jersey Devils and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, obviously, Obviously, after period number one, it was two to one. Then second period, three to nothing, and then uh, third period, zero zero. But ultimately, the Penguins would end up winning five to one, as we all know. So, uh, yeah, that that's uh, Kapanen just helped spark the Penguins past the Devils. Like, what more can I say? Because with a goal and an assist this game, he's obviously the main star of this matchup between the Penguins and the Devils. So let's compare some more stats. So shots on goal differential, 31 to 23 in favor of the New Jersey Devils. And I know for some of you who are watching it, like me, you saw like people like Bastion just take a shot for the New Jersey Devils and you're wondering why it didn't go in. You see Sharon Govich, he had a wide opportunity like uh, down the center and obviously he elected to pass it instead of shooting it. And, you know, you see the rookie mistakes from the New Jersey Devils and overall just Jari just somehow, some way able to to protect his twine I'm surprised he only let up one goal so it is frustrating that we had more shots on goal and you know shots closer to the net as opposed to the Pittsburgh Penguins but like I said there are certain things you just can't control and now let's look at the faceoff percentage 54 to 47 percent in favor of the Penguins power play opportunities 0 for 4 for the New Jersey Devils like I told you guys if we have four power play opportunities we can't capitalize on one of them and one of them was a shorthanded goal for the Penguins <sighs> okay 
Penguins 0 for 1 in their power play. Uh, but they got a shorthanded goal, so we don't need to talk about that. Uh, hits 29 to 25 in favor of the Devils and blocks dead even at 10. Giveaway 6 to 3 uh, in favor of the Penguins. So, uh, yeah, so let me rate this game for the New Jersey Devils. I am going to give this a D, like a solid D because we got off to a slow start. And we just couldn't uh, get it going. Bad uh, execution by the New Jersey Devils. And overall, it was just a lackadaisical effort. Where was that dogfight? Where was that determination? Is it like a light switch where we could just flip it on and off? I don't know what's going on with the New Jersey Devils uh, during this uh, recent stretch. But uh, overall, eight-game losing streak. It's getting close. I've only given them one F on one particular game. Just once this season. But it's getting closer and closer to that. So... I'm going to have to give them a D for this game. And, yes, that is me being polite. So, yeah, we got off to a bad start in period number one, like, right away. And then towards the end of period number one, we also let up another goal. And then uh, we just let them score three unanswered goals in period number two. And overall, just having to go to our backup netminder uh, for back-to-back -back games, in my opinion, is unacceptable. And I know we're missing a lot of guys, and, I, and it's good to see Zaka back on the rink for the New Jersey Devils. But overall, you know, there, there are certain things that I, I can only forgive. There's only a certain amount of forgiveness that I have in my heart for games like this. So, yeah, uh, that, that's my opinion. Uh, New Jersey Devils get a D for this game. And let me know what you guys think on Locked On Devils' Twitter page. And also, if you enjoy this uh, podcast series, please leave me a good review in uh, Apple iTunes, and I will give you guys a shout out on the show with your good review i still owe some people some shout outs so don't worry i haven't forgotten about them i'm just collecting all of them so yeah uh i will catch you guys in the next episode tomorrow and uh let's see what the new jersey devils can do so continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day new jersey go devils and let's just hope we can snap this eight game losing streak because right now we are uh, are we just tanking just to get a high draft pick uh, well you know there's some circumstances that might not go our way but you know uh we'll discuss that in a future episode but uh yeah hang in there new jersey